You are listening to the Inspiring Stewards Podcast, where we talk to ordinary stewards through whom God is doing extraordinary things. This month's episode will take us to Angola in southern Africa to meet with Palmyra Santos, who has a heart to see transparency and accountability increase as a method for good stewardship across her country. I'm your host, Nathan Jones, and as always, I'm grateful you've taken the time to join us on this episode of the Inspiring Stewards Podcast. Palmyra, thank you for your time today. I'm really looking forward to this time and hearing more of your story and how God has been at work through your life. So give us a little bit of a snapshot of where you're from, your family life growing up, anything you'd like to share. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm Palmyra Esperança Chea de Sanchez de Sá. Just got married a year ago. I grew up in a Christian family. My mom is from Umbundo tribe, and my dad is from Bakungu tribe. So I'm both Bakungu and Umbundo tribe. And uh, my family live in Lubango. Uh, we grew up there also. It's a province that is in South Angola. So we grew up in church, singing. And my mom was very, very active as a Christian. Her faith just impacted our life as children where we were little. Growing up, I gave my life to Jesus when I was a teenager. Um, I think it was when I was 13. And it was because of my mom and my grandma's faith also. It was not that someone told me about Jesus. I just had a dream about the end of the world. And I woke up, I was sweating. My heart was beating. And then I just said the dream to my grandma and my grandma interpreted the dream saying that Jesus will come and I will go to heaven because in the dream it was the end of the world and that my body was lifted to the heaven. After a year, I just got saved. I gave my life to Jesus in the church. I was crying because I just understood that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus in my life. So... I gave my life to Jesus because until then I was just a kid who would just go to church because my mom bring us every Sunday. But after that, I just met Jesus and it was amazing because I felt saved. I felt different and my life turned out to be like in a different path after that. And I had a dream also. You're going to hear a lot about dream because I'm a dreamer. And the many times that God speaks to me is in dream. Many times that guy give vision is in a dream. So that's why I'm always referred to a dream. So I had a dream that I was speaking to a billion people. It was all kind of nation, tribe, colors. And I was a preacher in this little pulpit. And I knew after this dream that I had a call in my life to preach the gospel to the world. And I was just 14 or 15. And then I was speaking to my parents that I wanted to be a missionary. But here in Angola, be a missionary is not something that the parents receive it as a good thing because pastors and missionaries in Africa just suffers a lot. They don't have salaries and all that stuff. So my parents rejected the idea for me to be in ministry. So I had to study economic and I was crying. I was so upset, but I had to obey my parents. And when I was 18, I went to Brazil because my grandpa in my father's part, he lives in Brazil. He was a missionary. So he kind of convinced me to go there to do the university in mission. 
I went, I didn't tell the whole truth to my parents. I just said that I'm going to Brazil and I'm going to do my university there. I didn't say that it was to do mission in university. After a month there, my parents just found out that I was doing mission in university and they asked me to come back to Angola right now. And I was very much frustrated because my heart was just burning for people, for souls. I just wanted to preach the gospel. Youth for Christ just impacted my life when I was a teenager because I used to be a volunteer in the Youth for Christ and evangelize other youth, other teenager. I was always active in the Youth for Christ. So I was again frustrated, but I had to obey my parents and they came back to Angola. I went to Algeria after that because I, I had a scholarship because I was good in math. So the government just accepted me to go to Algeria to do the university there. So I stood there for four years and there God just spoke to me with Psalms 45, 10. My daughter, leave your house and your parents and attach yourself to me. I'm your husband. And this verse was just going in my mind. I didn't know where it was written in the Bible, like at first. And I was praying because it was all day and every day I woke up and all these words just kept going like somebody's reciting in my mind. And after four days, I was like, God, I'm going crazy with you repeating this. Where is this written in the Bible? And I was searching where was the passage. And after, I said, okay, Lord, when I'm going to go back to Angola, I don't want to go to my parents. I'm going to go where you're going to send me. And then the voice just stopped. And after two days, I found that it was written in Psalm 45, 10. And then I was like, wow, this is in the Bible, actually. And then I came back, I think it was my last year already of the university. And I stood there for three months more and I received my diploma and I came back to Angola. And I just forgot what I promised God and I went back to my parents' house. So after that, it was two years that I was working with the government because when I came back to my country, the government just hired me. And I was working with the governor and I had like a good position in government. And for two years, I was rejecting my calling because I didn't want anymore to do the ministry in the full time. This is what God was asking me to do, to leave my job and to go to do the ministry in full time. You know, I was afraid because I was 28 and I wanted to work. I was seeing my boss. I was the one who was helping my pastor monthly to help his salary and other missionaries. So I was afraid to live the way they were living, like almost starving because of being full-time ministry. But after two years, I could not bargain with God anymore because it was stronger and stronger, this voice in my heart. And I kept dreaming with thousand people in a sea, like dying, and I was just there, not doing nothing. And many times I saw Jesus in my dream, Look at me like, what are you going to do? You're going to leave them die? You are my arms. After resisting for two years, I just left my job in the government and I spoke to my parents. They were so upset. My mom was so disappointed with me because they have put so much effort in my education and all that stuff. And I came to Luanda, the capital. I started living as a missionary under my pastor's orientation. My pastors tried to speak with my mom, but my mom didn't want to hear and my parents also because 
they know what kind of life a pastor or a missionary have here in Angola. So this is pretty much my story. I started working with Youth for Christ in 2017. I had the invitation to work as National Director of Youth for Christ Angola in 2017. And in 2020, I had the invitation to be part of the World Evangelical Alliance Board as a board member to represent our national alliance. They wanted a female figure that is Christian, that is missionary, so I was appointed to be part of WEA. So this is pretty much my life story. After I got married in 2022, I moved from Lubango because the Youth for Christ National Office is in Lubango in the south. So I moved to Luanda because my husband lives here and works here. So I moved to Luanda, the capital. So I couldn't continue as national director, but I'm still a board member. So I started to work again with my best friend because in 2011, we started an NGO called Prince and Princess, because uh, we believe that as child of God, woman and man, we are prince and princess of his kingdom. And uh, we had this vision from God that we had to teach in schools, private and public schools, to children about kingdom of God principles, like goodness, stewardship, love, kindness, saying the truth. So we started working with children's schools, teaching principles through Bible stories. So this is how it started. And then God spoke to us about the women. So we started the project Through Women, uh, where we started to teach women why God made women, the purpose of women. As a woman of God, how to discover your purpose in God, how to discover why you are here in this world. So we started working with women and then we stumble in gender-based violence because the majority of women that we were working with, even Christian, were very traumatized with gender violence in their homes. So we end up helping this woman to get out of the cycle. And also because many of them were wounded and were not trusting God anymore because they were asking God why God allowed them to pass through that. So we were helping this woman not just to get out of the cycle of violence, but also that this is not God's will to live this way. So this is what we are doing now as ministry. We are teaching kids in schools and also we are doing women ministry and also teenager ministry, like get out of drugs, teenager pregnancy and all that stuff. Just trying to rescue some young guys, a young woman from the streets and help them to know Jesus and develop their relationship with Jesus, be strong in faith and be part of a church and develop their lives. That's great. So, Palmara, this is the Inspiring Stewards podcast. So tell us more about uh, how stewardship is influencing your life. I didn't know about stewardship like in a definition. I just had this sense that when God called me, I didn't want to ask for money for nobody. I was always praying that, God, if I need money, I will come to you and pray, and you will send money to me in any way or any form that you want to. But I don't want to ask people for money. So I kept doing that. Every time that we needed money, me and my best friend that are missionary also, we prayed as the house is burning. From there, when I was working with Youth for Christ, I just realized that 
the problem that we had as organization in Angola and the other African country, the problem was not that we don't have money, we don't have donations. No, I just realized the problem is that we don't have stewardship. And I didn't understand that stewardship in itself, but I just understood that we lack transparency, we lack for being trustworthy people, people that God can give money and they will do exactly what God asked us to do. So I started to speak with pastors and Christian friends and other people about that, like what's going on in our country? Why all the NGOs like Christian organization, we always fall apart. I was speaking with pastor Christian friends about this issue that we have in Africa. And we just realized that it was stewardship problem that we were facing. And we need to be more transparent, accountable, and use the resources that God was giving to us as it should. Because the ministry of God done in God's way, it never lacked finances. So I started not just speaking about the issue, but bringing that in different platform as Christian. I'm now in this NGO that I work now. We decided that we're going to leave a legacy a legacy of stewardship, a legacy of transparency. And also because I understood that everything that we need for the ministry, God has already gave to us. We don't need to beg for money from outside or something, but we have the resources that we need to do ministry and to develop our communities. And I realized that because when I was in Algeria, just as a student, I used to take part of my money to send to Angola to give to some ministries. It was a friend and a missionary that was in Wambo. And I was stunned when I came back because this missionary just told me how my money have changed the whole community because for a year, it was, I think, $1,200 that I sent to them because I just accumulated all the year, 100 by month. And it changed the life of an entire community. It was just 1200 So I realized that stewardship is about we give to God what we have. We help others in what we have. The money that God put in our hand is not just for us, but is to share with someone else and also to spend in the right way. It's not just to spend like any way that we want. No, we can always bless someone's life, a ministry, God's kingdom. So For me, stewardship is something that is very, very important. I was a a lecturer in the National Evangelical Alliance meeting last week that we have, and I was talking about stewardship to the denomination leaders. I was speaking about the stewardship issue that the Angola church need to wake up about the importance of put practical things that will restore our stewardship with God. Good governance, accountability, transparency. As I said before to the pastor, the money that a donor gave to you to build, for example, a school, you cannot buy a car. This is a bad stewardship. So for us to be good steward in first place, we have to have principles. We have to have values, Bible principles, like honesty, like truth. I think it's very much important to be a good steward. I think it makes all the difference in a Christian life, in a leadership life. So true. Paul Mayer, this has been really good, but 
kind of as we wrap up, any final thoughts you would say or a final charge to those listening? I'm so happy to be here and to share this passion that I have about living a legacy, living as a good steward. And I believe that God is doing something new, something different in Africa church, in Angola church especially. Because after this forum that we have in Turkey, the WEA, or World Evangelical Alliance Forum, the National Director of Evangelical Alliance in Angola just got inspired also, and he want to be accredited organization. So I believe that the effort that we are doing here in the local space to be good stewards, like passing this information to pastoring the church, is God moving in the direction that we should go as good steward? And I, I saw also around the world when I was in the Turkey Forum that God is doing a new thing. God is bringing a new time as Christian and stewardship and evangelism and discipleship. So I'm so happy to be part of that. I'm so happy about what God is doing this time. And as a part of WEA, I always see what is going on in different countries, in different continents, how Christians are going, the news about the Christians. So I believe God is bringing a new time. God is doing a different and good thing in this century, in this, in this time. So all the glory to God. Paul Mara, thank you so much for your time on this. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Nathan, and for having me in this podcast. It's an honor for me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Inspiring Stewards podcast, a production of Global Trust Partners. To learn more, visit gtp.org.